Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is July 14th, 2021. Did you get anything higher than a D in school? <laughs> you fucking got. I cannot. What I are you giving me God. shit for? Because I feel like, and I've said it 19 shows in a row, beautiful new board. Josh has moved to Nashville yeah. to be a goddamn roadie for, <laughs> for Martina the Charlie Daniels band. Charlie Daniels band. We wish him all the best. We miss him already because uh, we got this fancy new board. Hit one of those sound effects. You blew it! Can't hear shit. I could hear it. Great. Hit that next one. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. You're too generous. Okay, hit that blue one. Let me hear that. This one? This yeah. is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Understand, I think, for the most part, I heard Metallica on Stern. It was a replay, yeah. but it was really good. As much as there are certain songs from Metallica I like, but I swear, I think if, Dave, if I had to be on that tour bus with Lars. Yes. I don't like guys named Lars. No. I don't like the name. I don't know. Could we name three of them? <laughs> No, I can't. No, Lars, that's not I, like, Lars. I like what you're saying, though. I buy into it. Your blanket statement, Dave and Jeff show doesn't like guys named Lars. <laughs> we just don't. If your cousin, your uncle, your brother-in-law, fuck them. Sorry. They're all part of it. So they were talking about, uh, Stern was saying, are you deaf? Like, do you feel like you're deaf? Because yeah. he said you're like the loudest band I've ever heard. And, and... Lars was actually telling a, a pretty crazy story. He goes, oh, yeah. For 10 years, I was right in front of James' monitor. And he goes, they said the sound was like 120 decibels. He goes, it's like a jet engine every night. And so I'm listening, and I'm thinking about Steve Hartman and Ted and other yeah. guys that really rode their levels high. You and I have never done that. We were always careful. We always had good headphones. You right? know what? I started riding mine high at the last one when we were at 1360. And the reason was you you talk louder than I do anyway. Yeah. So we, we, the way we have our set up is you and I kind of tested this new board out so we kind of evens out a little bit. We might need but to I test figured, it again. <laughs> well, I figured out that if I rode my levels high and I try to talk above my voice, I would talk louder. And I don't think it worked. Fuck. No. But anyway, that was my goal. But it fucked me up. Like, I heard a constant buzzing or humming in my ears all well, the time. Well, I always try to be aware of it because yeah. Ted had these terrible, like, plastic stethoscope headphones. Yeah, that's right. Is that because he didn't want to mess up his hair? Uh, I don't know why. There's always a paranoid thing for guys in radio that if you wore the head, like the headphones you and I wear and go, go across the top of our head, yeah. that you're going to go bald in that area. I have completely gone bald. <laughs> One uh, big line. My barber's like, what the hell? I'm like, I pay the rent, baby. Um, and so we got this new board, and for three weeks, I feel like I'm in fourth grade when they took you into that room, and they're like, That's you're going to hear... Raise your left hand. I can't hear yeah. my my fun bites. And Dave tells me as I sit down, I feel good about this tonight. I've been watching three YouTube videos. I did. It's been 30 minutes trying to fix it before you walked in. Well, the one you were watching was how to make a bacon souffle. <laughs> you were not watching the one we need here. So This asshole was from England. I had to rewind it four times. Uh, I couldn't understand what the hell that? he was saying. I have no why idea. every video on YouTube, that is really a good point. Why is every one of those guys, like, I, I watch crazy MMA knockouts. Yeah. Like, there's so many wild things. YouTube is the greatest. I don't know why we pay for HBO. Yeah, YouTube is great. You yeah. fall in the rabbit hole. 
no matter what you type in, yeah. you can find it between there and YouPorn. Yeah. Whatever you need. Go figure. Go figure. And uh, <laughs> But for YouTube, you type in anything you want, and my feeling is, Dave, you go in with an expectation of a four, yeah. and you're probably going to find something that's going to deliver at an eight. I agree. For some reason, though, which I don't know what it says about me, I cannot understand anybody from England or Australia. I got it. And I lived there for a year. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Why is that? God, did you hear McGregor the other night when he was on the ground? Ay, 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 ay. What? <laughs> Literally speaking the same language we speak, but yeah. I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. I, I agree with you. But anytime you go on. <laughs> and I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said this. I can't tell you how much better I feel about myself. Oh, it's true. My wife watches the show that's supposed to be in Australia on, on Netflix. Put the and subtitles up? We have the up? subtitles up. Yeah. And we, I said to our guy, are you reading the TV? She goes, 100%. I go, me too. Yeah. Like every time I walk in the room, even though I don't watch the show, I read the subtitles. I can't understand a fucking thing. Yeah. I got it. But then you go and you watch, like my son and I. Yeah. We'll love different. Jack and I will watch WWE uh, real fights. Okay. When things gone wrong. <laughs> when things and, gone wrong. And you're like, I want to see that, right? Because you think it's some guy, like they're going through whatever they agreed to at three o'clock. Guy A does something wrong and guy B just smacks him one right in the, right in the kisser. And uh, it's always some goddamn Russell Crowe sounding guy. <laughs> Number four, see a poke of my shit with this. Yeah, yeah. What? Ah, turn it off. <laughs> we didn't see the top three. I go, fuck, I didn't understand. <laughs> Seven, six, and five. But yeah, uh, so I can barely hear anything. Yeah, it's true. And I'm literally, I look at the levels of this screen all the time to make sure it works. And then when the show ends, I'll say, yeah. Hey, I just uploaded the show. Can you hear it? Because I'm always shocked. We cannot yeah. hear ourselves in our headphones. We can't. We've only been doing this three years. I just checked it. We've been doing using this board, I think, since May. And we haven't fucking figured it out. No. Uh, Sorry. I have a question for you, Dave. Yes. Have you ever met anybody, whether you actually know them directly or just in passing, driving a Tesla who's not a douche? <laughs> My sister has one. Well, I've, I've never driven by her. No, well, I can't say that. Okay, well, are they worse than the people that have the um, Prius? The, fuck, the Prius, right there with them. Okay, I everywhere. God, I drive a lot. I'm back yeah. now driving Carlsbad, La Mesa, down here. It's unbelievable to me how people cannot follow a simple traffic pattern. We used to think we were the best drivers. We're absolutely the worst. I know so many of you agree with me completely because if you're back in the commute now, it is unbelievable. This is the thing that makes me insane and it fucks up everything in traffic and I don't know anything. So if I can figure this out, I can't figure out how these people can't figure okay. it out. Okay, this what's, is interesting you're saying this. What screws up everything is my feeling is the people in the slow lane, no matter if they're going 45 or 50, even though it's dangerous, because they usually don't want to let you merge on, yeah. which is awful. But if they're going 55 or 60, I'm like, dude, at least they're over in the right lane. Correct lane, you mean? In the correct yes. lane, yes. To me, it's the people in the number two lane and the number three lane going from, from uh, right to left. Yes. That do the same thing, and it screws up the whole morning. It's one guy 
in the front that's going 60 and four people just stay right in a direct line behind them. Yes. Instead of going around him. So it has a huge trickle down effect. And I swear to God, it backs traffic up for like a mile. If people just started going around these guys, because usually you catch up to them and they're either on the phone or fixing their eyelashes or doing something. Shaving, got the electric razor up. Like shaving, we were talking about like the other Dick day. Two. But we all just fall into line like goddamn sheep. And it just, or the guy in the two and the guy in the three drive right the same speed. Which is really weird. Why would you want to drive right next to somebody? Yeah. I'm always afraid. What if that guy pulls out a gun and shoots? Yeah. I would never want to want to be window to window with anybody. My Joe Koch was the driver's ed teacher at Sandy. Okay. I, I think there were like four of them. I've never heard. I've heard two brilliant piece of advice about driving. One came from Joe Koch, and amazingly, the other one came from Steve Hartman. Oh, I think I thought you were going to say Mark Grant. Mark Grant, I think, is the one that told me what I was about to tell you. Go ahead. All right. Joe Koch said, if you're not driving faster than the car to your right, you're in the wrong lane. I agree. 100% he's yes. right. And Steve Hartman said, the only thing I'm focused on on the freeway is which car I'm going to pass next. Yeah. And you think about it, you go, he's exactly right. That's all you're doing. Which car am I going to pass next? What did Mud say? Mud said, and that's funny, I was thinking maybe you said it until you started talking. It was Mud that said the far left lane is only used for passing. Meaning it should be the fast lane. The right? fast lane should always be you're in that lane to pass. That's how they do it in Europe, too. Yeah. And everybody knows if you're in that far left lane, that means you're passing the, the car in front of you. Then you once you pass wherever you want to pass to, then you get over and the next guy's turn to go. Yeah. And so it it it, it works out in Europe great. It works out on yeah. the Autobahn great. It, they don't have the accidents we have in the United States. And as you said, the traffic pattern is much better. As dumb yeah. as that sounds, next time you're on the road listening to us talk about this, it, it's 100% correct. Jeff's yeah. right. If you aren't going faster than the car to your right, you're in the wrong lane. And if you're one of those people that are lined up behind the guy in front of you that's going barely 65 in the two or the three lane, you're you're part of the problem. Yes, you are. You're as much of the problem as they are because you should be getting around them. And eventually it feels like people get to, oh, 10 people just cut in front of me because all of a sudden, Dave, you get around them and traffic is just clear for three quarters of a mile. Exactly. And then you get into the same thing. And you're just like, how do people not be able to figure this out? I always try and be the second fastest car on the road. Yeah. Meaning if there's going to be a, someone pulled over, they're going to get the guy in front of me. Yeah. You know? And that's the other thing, too. I, I agree with you on that. Is that after sinking a mile, <laughs> thankfully, I, I wasn't going uh, like crazy, yeah. right? There have been times when I left here. When I was just flying, and I really wasn't. That was a pretty mellow night. Man, that told me on that night, do not, because I had time to react. Yeah. You if find I, the older you get, the faster you drive or the slower you drive? Um, I felt like it was going the faster I drive. Okay. But since that night, I'm trying to be way more careful. Yeah. And may, way more aware of everything going on around you while still being focused on the car in front of you. But yeah, dude, that freaked me out. This so. is what you and I need to get. Remember the, remember the movie Grease? The guy with the yeah. pockmarks oh, yeah, on his face? We got to put those stuff, uh, those things on our wheels just to take out cars that don't know how to drive right. right to start f getting flat tires it. all over the place. Oh, you aren't going to drive correct? There go your tires. There you go. Done. 
There goes your door. There goes your goes whole side of your car. I think we just get, you know, like when you watch the slam dunk contest and Devin Booker makes a great yeah. slam. And then all of a sudden, KG and others have that thing that flips, yeah. like the scorecard. Start ranking people. Yeah, we just drive by. It's just a small one. You're a three. And you're, you're probably a two. Three. But then somebody kind of keeping it moving. Oh, fuck. Get that thing flipped over. Nine. Nine. I don't give ten. Sorry. But you're a solid nine. Nine. Holy fuck, man. You're driving to work. And you're like, yeah, this is fun. You gotta give me a fucking three. Fuck that guy. And you look to your right, the guy next to you gives it. I just got two threes. Maybe it is me. I think it's a good idea. It changed the whole thing. It's the way you behave correctly in an Uber, right? Nobody wants a bad rating in right. an Uber. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. If we're constantly grading people, I think maybe it increases their game. Yeah. I like it. Well, you give me a three. I'll give you a two. <laughs> Fuck that. I just got four eights. I count. Evened out, fuck face. <laughs> fuck face. <laughs> you chicken weasel, fuck face. You chicken face, motherfucker. <laughs> chicken face weasel. I don't even know what that means, but it's our new favorite thing. I've never seen, I don't know that I would know. Right in your front yard, if a weasel walked across your front yard, I'd probably call it a possum. Yeah. What the hell is that, Dave? What is that? That rodent, that's not a raccoon. What the fuck is that? Oh, my God. You're like, that's a weasel. I don't know. Is that a hedgehog? That's not wrong, Jeremy. Fuck. Doesn't have a little chicken face. How do we know it's a weasel? Does look a lot like Costa. Oh, Jesus. So what'd you make of the All-Star? Oh, my gosh. So one of my favorite things about the All-Star game, they took away from me. I love the introductions. Okay. Yeah. They have the introductions, but I like the introductions because it has everybody in their uniform. Yeah. And, and I just think it, it's cool as shit that you see all the uniforms on the field at the same time. Remember I was telling you about in the last show how the one All-Star game I remember is the 1981 All-Star game. Okay. And I was telling you about the uniforms were all colorful. After you left, they literally re-ran highlights of the 81 All-Star mm. game on MLB Network. And it went exactly the way, you know, I remembered as a little kid. And uh, you're looking at the Pirates with the all yellow, and you're looking, seeing yeah. Pete Rose is leading off and Rod Cruz leading off in the American League. And it, w- it was crazy when you start thinking two things. One is how many Hall of Famers are in the game, right. you know, where it was awesome. But then you start, you know, getting a little bit sad. You realize how many people have passed away. Hey, right. And you're, you're looking through, you know, all the, everyone has a major story. Dusty Baker, who's the manager of the Astros, makes a great catch. And Gary Carter, who's passed away, hits two home runs, wins MVP. Um, it, was, it was really cool. But I loved seeing the uniforms. I hated that they came up with these dumbass uniforms. Yeah. They took the uniform deal away. The introductions, Joe Buck goes way too fast. You know, let the guys... Yeah go through and do the thing if you're a Padre fan you had to love it that you saw all those guys being mentioned it doesn't happen a lot in, in Padre history it hasn't happened in a long time I didn't see the introductions I was still at work it did, and it didn't happen so if you set your DVR for five o'clock the introductions ran at 450 yeah wait, you didn't even catch it yeah. you didn't even catch that part but for and again maybe I'm odd in saying I like the introductions but I, it's really my favorite part of the all-star game and see which guys get booed, you know, and, and which guys get cheered. And Arenado obviously was cheered like crazy in Colorado was cool. Yeah. Dodgers got smoked as far as the boos go, which you understand That's it's fine. inside the division. You and I talked about this the other day, the Astros are pussing out 
and, yeah. and not being part of it. Major League Baseball goes out of the way to make sure every team is represented. Yeah. And the Astros didn't want to get booed, so they didn't show up. And next year, it's at Dodger Stadium. You aren't going to show up again because you're going to get killed at Dodger yeah. Stadium as an Astros player. You know, right. Tuve, career. Good, good luck to you. Uh, along those lines, if people remember the All-Star game that was at the last one at Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah. So 90, 92. 92. Um, I got a chance to go with my buddy Deuce Bruce from Del Mar because Bruce's mom was the secretary for the police chief. Yeah. I think his name was Bob Bergen. I okay. think that's right. Wasn't Collander, Collander one of those guys. And uh, I think it was Bob Bergen had been at Home Run Derby the night before they introduced him, and he got booed. And it bothered him. Really? To where he said, I don't want to go to the game. And Bruce and I got his seats. Bruce okay. called me and goes, hey, I got an extra seat to the All-Star game. You want to go? We were in the, uh, you remember. Of course. We in that stadium a thousand times. We were in the press level directly behind home plate. Wow. Unbelievable. Or like Loach. Yeah. Like right below the booth. What they did for that game, how many people were there... I wonder, dude, unbelievable the amount of work that they had to put in. And again, think about what you were talking about. Dave, they had the PA announcer from every market record introductions for their players. Wow. So Kirby Puckett for the Twins, the guy's name was Bob Casey, was the longtime PA guy at Met Stadium at the Metrodome. And he would say, Kirby Puckett. And they played that. And like so. Again, people there may not have picked up on it, yeah. but it was really cool that it was for the Yankees. It I was think that's really cool. Bob Shepard. I, I don't know Dodger Stadium or others. Um, I think Bink did Tony and whoever else was in, but it was really great. And, and again, think about the logistics that had to have happened way back then, but that was cool. You know what I've noticed? I'm sure baseball fans have noticed this as well, but... When you watch a game at Petco Park, you realize how beautiful the field is. Yep. I mean, forget about how great Petco Park is. The field, the plane surface is outstanding. It was outstanding in Colorado yesterday. When I watched the one from 1981 in Cleveland, remember it's coming after off of a strike. You'd think, dude, you guys have had three months to get yeah, the to shit get together. together. Complete fucking dump. Complete dump. Jesus the way the Christ. ball rolls to the outfielders is bouncing all over the fucking place. It looked, looked like uh, the gopher holes out there. Yeah. It, was, it was insane how bad it is. And you look at old highlights like from old World Series and you realize the field, the grass is dying, looks yeah. like shit. It looks so good in every ballpark on, on what they do for not only the players, but for the fans and the game. Yeah. It just looks awesome every single time you see a big game that the conditions aren't part of it on the field that should determine an outcome of a ball game. What would you make of the guys being mic'd up like Chris Bryant... And uh, Liam Hendricks and uh, and uh, Freddie Freeman was 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 mic'd up, yeah. Which was funny because Freddie Freeman <laughs> gets I, again. I know you're coming off of work. Did you see Freddie Freeman and Aaron Judge at the very beginning? I I saw the clip later when he jumped to try to get to that ball and he missed it. He was like, "Oh, well, for, you know." So Freddie Freeman's teeth look like you know. Are those your real teeth? And then Aaron Judge had his teeth fixed. Who had bad teeth before? Oh, and he gets down to first base. He's like, "How you like? How you doing, handsome?" I tell you what, there are two guys out there with better teeth than you and me. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and, was, yeah. and then he's they told Freddie Freeman, "Hey, make sure you let him know you're mic'd up." And he goes, "I'm wearing a mic because." You know, yeah. fuck Nixon and Aaron Judge going, fuck yeah. Well, that's what happened with Liam Hendricks. Did you see that when they were trying to talk to him in the ninth? Yeah. And he couldn't hear. 
And uh, the catcher runs out. Uh, I think it's the catcher from Seattle. Yeah. Zanino? No, Zanino's with, uh, is he with the Rays? Am I wrong on this? Did I just draw a blank in my head? Well, it doesn't matter, but he runs out. Jeez, Mike Zanino should know that hit and off. He's like, uh, run. Yeah. he's like, hey, are you mic'd up? And Hendricks is like, I can't hear anything. I think we're fine. And so they're just talking, but we could hear everything. Yeah, with the Rays, by the way. Oh, who am I thinking of? Who's catching for Seattle right now? It doesn't it's, matter. It's not Dave Valley. It's not Dave Valley anymore. You're right. But um, but yeah, those kind of things. Talking to Chris Bryan out and left was funny. I thought Dave Roberts and Kevin Cash were pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I, I like some of the things they did to, to make it more fan-friendly. That was cool. Did you see uh, the interview when they had Dave Roberts and Kevin Cash on at yeah, the same time? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I okay, thought that was cool. Did you catch Dave Roberts' line at the very end? What do you say? All right, guys, let's do it again next year. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I like that. That was a funny line. Uh, how did you feel about the poll that I believe you won? Oh, God. That uh, Paul asked, who's the worst Dave, <laughs> Palais or Roberts? That, I got to tell you, me, yes. Woods, Costa, we all look for ways to torture you. I thought that was fall over funny. I would, Paul, tip of the hat. Thanks, Paul. Paul said, and did you see how I responded when I retweeted? No, what did you say? I said, uh, it's kind of rare when your buddy, and I put an asterisk, a beats a World Series winning asterisk manager <laughs> in anything. And I said, proud of you, Dave. That sucks. That sucks. I found that funny. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Fuck you, Paul. Oh, it was funny. That was good. And you won. Great. I'm but glad it was I won. close, which tells you how much Dave Roberts is hated in this town. Uh, uh, you see, that's the funniest thing to me. Someone asked me about Dave Roberts yesterday, who doesn't live in San Diego. Okay. And goes, what is the deal with the hatred with Dave Roberts in San Diego? And I said, well, a couple things I'll tell you about Dave Roberts. He's the nicest guy you're going to meet. Of course. He is. I mean, you and I have met him. He's yeah, of he, When we were at 1090, remember when he came in studio and brought That's everybody great. wine? Yeah, cancer survivor. Yeah, cancer survivor, went to RBV. I mean, yeah. super good guy. And then it was cool that he, he named Bud, you know, obviously one of his coaches. But, of course, it's in Colorado. But Bud gave him a chance on his staff. Yeah. And Davis is, nobody rips Dave Roberts except people in San Diego. And I don't know if Dave even complained that he didn't get an interview here, but... Oh, I yeah. brought it up a million he times. He was upset about he it. He should have been. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, come on. An interview to at least a setup for of punching saying, Pat Murphy? For punching Pat Murphy. Dave Roberts, uh, get the bricks. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and then Dave's, you know, finished in first place every year and has been to three World Series and won one of them. So, Not I don't like know. Dodger Everybody hates his guts. I, you know, a couple things. I don't know what the fuck they want to do. All right? We've explained this before. Managers don't do jack shit anymore. We talk about this all the time. Dave does whatever the front office is telling him to do. That's how you keep those jobs. And Don Mattingly was a good manager, couldn't get to the yeah. World Series and win with the Dodgers either. He's done amazing things with the Marlins since he's been there as well. So I, I, I don't even know what you can say. I mean, we all know players win games, but we love to think that the managers lose every game that, that you should have had. For us as baseball fans, yeah, would I love for the Dodgers to – to steal bases and for the pitchers to hold runners on and all that shit and bunt guys over in situations. Yeah, I would. That's why they're like one and seven in extra inning games. But Dave feeds into it. Dave absolutely feeds he into does. it. He does. I think people in San Diego honestly hate Dave Roberts the most when he went after Andy Green. Oh, I, I had no problem with that at all. Andy really Green did. kind of pussed out. You yeah. should be mad at Andy Green, not Dave Roberts. Right. Dave San Diego tough. 
Where's North County tough? Real North County, not like Poway North County. Real North County. Like he, he brought. Oh, I didn't have any problem with that. That's where you go. He was like, "I'm gonna knock you out in front of your team, bitch." Yeah, that's what he basically did. And Andy was like, "You're lucky, Mark McGuire's here." <laughs> McGuire's like, "I'll let you go." Shut up. <laughs> Write you up. Um, no, Dave. Uh, Dave is definitely whined about a lot of things in this. Now, how much of it is you know, to fire up his team and fire up the fans and try to get under the skin of when the Padres? When he's not a rival, it drives people crazy, yeah. too. Yeah. Now, some of that may be to try to get under your skin and get you off your game. And I like all that. That's fine. But uh, but you don't have any of those excuses. No, he... <laughs> He said yesterday, the question was, who's the one guy on the All-Star team you've been most impressed with? Oh, I like that. He said, yeah, Juan Soto. He said Juan Soto. And well, I they kn- said he gave a bunch of names. So yeah. If you heard what they he, said, yes, I thought the same thing, Dave, but he said one of the names he mentioned was Juan Soto, who had hit a 500-foot home run in the Derby, happened to be up at the time. So And I beat think, him in the postseason. I think in fairness to Dave Roberts, you have to say, well, that is absolutely an answer taken out of context. And, of course, Padre fans want him to say Tatis. You know, you can't say Cronenworth? <laughs> Fucking asshole. So how great was it that Cronenworth was an all-star first baseman yesterday? All right. Uh, what do you think? I'm really fascinated by this whole Hosmer deal. Okay, go ahead. There, had something uh, come up to me after the Hosmer rumors came out. Go ahead. I have watched this team for 40 years. Yeah. I think 34 of those years, nobody gave a shit about the team. We just went out and watched it. People, like the ushers just looked and were like, you sad sack of shit. You're out here again? I'm not even going to tear your ticket. <clears throat> I'm going to show you the common courtesy of tearing your ticket. Just get the fuck out of here. And then there have been probably five years, six years in that time when people were invested. Right? Yeah. So I started thinking, we were talking about it today, you, me, Steve, Mike, about guys that are hated in this town. Yes. Ian Kinsler was hated, but he, he was here for such a short period of time, like really genuinely hated. But Dave Hosmer's here for a couple of years. We got into this the other day. Incredibly popular player in Kansas City, was looked at as a leader, um, very vocal, like a spokesman for that team, right? Yes. He comes here, gets a huge deal. It was only Kansas City and San Diego. It's not like there were 12 teams been for him. absolutely right. And I, I swear, Dave, I thought when Ricky Henderson came here, I thought, dude, this is going to be a guy that the fans are going to hate. And the fans absolutely fell in love with Ricky. And how couldn't you? That goddamn guy... Own this city, own that team from day one, right? Yes. Boach loved him. His teammates loved him. The media loved him. He was great. I don't know why I thought he would rub the fan base wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. He was great. Kinsler's the one. I really cannot think of a player, and and you might have had random relievers here, right? Yes. I'm talking about an everyday guy. Dave, I can't think of a guy that fans hated like they hate Hosmer right now. I agree with you. I agree. When, when you said that, I, I agree with you. We, in, our, in our messages back and forth, it is, it's almost like it's unfixable right now. 
I mean, there's almost nothing he can do, right? I mean, people got really upset, especially in California. He, he was against the vaccination. Right. You know, he wouldn't, uh, he hasn't changed his swing. He had well, a great Well, go back to the vaccination thing. Yeah. And I'm asking you, and I get you're a Dodger fan, you're not a Padre fan. That, that's not, okay. Go ahead. Put that label on me. I just did. Okay. Because you sit there in a Dodger hat. Sorry that I'm so I am actually sitting there in a Dodger and a Ram shirt. Yeah. Yes. Well, go ahead. Put that label on me. Fuck. Go ahead. Put that label on me. That support everything LA. Yeah. Go ahead. I. You have nothing to base it on. You have a Dodger hat on. Okay. Okay. Fair. But as a San Diegan, yes. let me just say as a San Diegan, take the, take the Padre element out of it. When he chose not to get vaccinated, and, and he may be tonight, he may not be. Doesn't, not my business. Did that bother you at any level? Right now it bothers me that, that there's anybody that won't get vaccinated, but that's a personal opinion. And the yeah. reason I, I get upset by that is not that I'm worried someone else is going to get it because you and I got it. I'm worried that because people like Cosmer don't get it, that you and I are going to have to keep getting more and more shots down the line because yeah. the strands, it's going to change. And we're going to have to keep doing it over and over again. I saw somebody. I, I don't want. I don't want to keep getting booster shots every year because these other assholes yeah. won't do it. But that just—that's the only thing that bothers me. I really don't. But people get a care flu that shot much. every year. Do you get yeah. a flu shot every year? I usually don't, unless I happen to be at the doctor around that time where they go, "You haven't had your flu shot," and yeah. then I'll say, "All right, fucking give it to me." But I really don't go After in for COVID, a flu does shot. Does it change your approach to flu shots? No, I man, I just don't like going to the doctor. Like yeah. I, 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 told, I don't know if I told you. I have to. I found out I have another hernia. So oh, now I got to meet with uh, the second one I've had. So I got to go in and, and meet with the surgeon about the fucking hernia. And the, the doctor said to me before I went in, he goes, hey, if you can deal with the pain, you might not want to get this surgery. And oh. so I'm like, you know what? I don't hey. know if I want another surgery. Well, after that guy, Mr. Encouragement, <laughs> well, you're really good. Well, your bedside manners, outstanding. Thumbs up. Um, I saw a guy write today that eventually it's going to be people that are vaccinated and those that are infected. Yeah. And it, you go, okay. I, I love the pods, the whole thing. I really have no, and I feel like David's been this way the entire time he's been here, where I have zero feelings for Hosmer. I'm not a fan. I don't hate him. He's a fucking guy. And when you pay $144 million, you better be something more than just a guy. I agree. Because I go to second base, I go Cronenworth, absolute blast. Tatis, I don't know. I If you would have said to me Sunday, give me the level of a fan you are for Tatis, I would have said 10. Oh, me too. Watching the way the guy conducted himself at the All-Star game, at 22, what he did with Charlie Freeman, continued to do with Charlie Freeman, when he's the one guy out signing autographs, when he's so goddamn funny on MLB Network with the pink suit, and he's showing the El Nino, in the commercials, right, where they're doing all that, when he's smiling, his interaction with Otani, you go, this fucking guy is just so great, and I'm thrilled. Yes. I absolutely love having Machado on this team. To me, I was a baseball fan. I liked watching Machado play. I remember when he went to L.A. I remember watching all that. I really didn't have an opinion about the hustle or dirty play. I just, Which is funny because I remember the A-Rod. I hated it. But I watched it. When Machado came here, we were so shocked by it. I fucking love having Machado here. Love it. Fam, to me, um, has been fascinating. 
because there was a part where he couldn't figure it out and people were on fam. And I remember you and I just going, it's weird, right? Yeah. Like weird. But you watch him bounce back and I kind of look at fam and go, shit, man, get on you. Dude, you've had a lot go against you. Whether it's because of decisions you made, I don't know, right? I wasn't yeah. there. Uh, Grisham to me is a guy. He's a, a guy. gold glove guy, but he's a guy. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's one of the best. I, I know people get upset. He wasn't a gold glove winner last year. Well, he, wasn't, he did. He's got he, it on I, his. I, I know he has it. Just like the Dodgers have the World Series thing. We, I just said, and we saw him drop balls last year that gold glove guys don't drop but, balls. But I, I like, as a center fielder, shit, man. That it's was fine. A, that was a huge void for this team, and he's done a good job. Yeah. But there's I not. still think he's, he'd be better if Abrams would move to center down the line and he becomes a corner guy. Sure, fine. For me, I'd love to have Grissom, again, a starter, Abrams in center, and Hassel in right. That'd be my goal. Right. Myers, to me... Fuck that guy. ...was probably my most disliked guy on this team at the level that Hosmer's disliked now. If I yes. had one guy, it was Myers... Because I just felt like he was completely out of it. But it's funny. I'm not a Myers fan, but I've taken the foot off the gas because I wonder how much of that was mismanagement by Andy Green. And as a guy, I only have four guys on my team, but I see different personalities every day, and you have to manage those personalities. And I look at it, and you go, boy, you got you to gotta know how to deal with people. And there's people, Sean Walchef has guys, and you have to know how, Dave, you know, you got kids. Yeah. You have to know how to manage personalities. And I look at what I feel like Tingler's getting out of Myers. And I just wonder if Tingler had been the guy from day one instead of Andy Green, if maybe the Myers would have been different. Is he a $20 million guy? No. No, he's not. He's not. But is he my most hated guy on the team? No. He's so exhausting, meaning Will Myers, that that I've just done giving him a chance. Like I wish they would have traded him away while he was hot last year when he had a yeah. great uh, twenty twenty when he was solid for two months. I'm just so not a fan. I can't stand the way that he walks in and out. I, I don't like the. But I understand now they say, well, he has injuries. That's why he walks in and out. He's always walked in and out from his position. He yeah. looks like he'd rather be doing something else every single time he's playing. I don't hate Snell. Snell to me is one of the most. It's a, dis a huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. Doesn't make me hate the guy. Um, but you, do you straight out hate Hosmer? Would you use the word hate? I, I don't because I didn't care enough about that signing. Made absolutely no sense to me. Why you gave that guy one hundred forty four million when he had been a guy? He's not he's not John Carlos Stanton. Yes, he's not Manny Machado. He's not Fernando Tatis. And the contract completely benefited him, not the team, the way it's written. Well, it benefits the team in the sense that it's it's back in, or it was it was front-loaded. So, Dave, the, the way Padres have written contracts in the past is that it would be 13, 13, 13, and then the last five years would be yeah, 20. I understand, but he, has the, he had the option to get out of this contract, and that was only if he was exceeding what his value was. Yeah, they Because he's horseshit, he's not going to opt out. Made it multiple. But, so you're going to be stuck with them. But there's got to be a certain amount of pride as a World Series champion to look around and see the passion that this fan base has right now for the team. We said it the other night. Kim is loved on this team. Caratini's loved, right? Guys who aren't putting up huge offensive numbers, yes. Yeah. Tatis and Machado are loved on this team, right? Yes. And you go, holy fuck. N 24 guys on this team get cheered, and yeah. then there's me. Yeah. 
Do you think he, it matters to him? Has to, right? I think it matters to anybody, right? Especially when you've been the guy. You were one of the guys in Kansas City. Still a hero in Kansas City. If he goes back to a game in KC tomorrow, he's getting cheered. Yeah. For everything he did. Yeah. yeah right now, it's <laughs> it's it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, before we finish with Hosmer, it's funny. I, I was interviewed the other day by uh, the Boston Herald. Yeah, I saw that today. Did you? Yeah. And so the guy was asking me during the interview about what's the weather like in San Diego? Because I've been there once and it's absolutely the most beautiful city I've ever been to. I go, dude, it's always great. I go, it's great yeah. on Christmas Day. Hey, can you believe that fucking Manny Machado into Pedroia's career? I go, I know, right? Of course he did. <laughs> he, he just drops it like nothing. I hope he ends your career next. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Um, won't take much. So here's something that came out after we were we were talking about Hosmer possibly leaving and the, and the Padres... Um, basically eating a lot of that contract to trade him away mm-hmm. is Freddie Freeman coming here. And Can you imagine? F- well, that's what I'm saying it right now. And you're going, well, you look at Freddie Freeman, who really, I mean, look, Trey Young's a huge superstar with the Hawks. Freddie Freeman's the most popular athlete in Atlanta by far. Yeah. He's, Acuna he's, is going to get there. Acuna will get there. Right now, Freddie Freeman is Freddie Freeman, and he's been there since he was, what, 17 years old. Yep. And he's the closest thing to Chipper Jones since Chipper Jones. Yeah. His contract runs out at the end of this year. Okay. Oh. And there's talk since the Braves are have injuries all over the place and their best pitchers out and their best players out that Freddie Freeman could be traded. Oh, I like that a lot. And all of a sudden, the talk was Freddie Freeman possibly coming here to San Diego. Wow. So you just talked about the Tatis deal and selling it to your family and Charlie and everything else. And yeah. That would be crazy, wouldn't be great. it? I mean, we talked about Rizzo and everything else. In all honesty, you'd rather have Freddie Freeman than Rizzo. Yeah, I like Rizzo, though, too. Yeah. Depending on what the numbers are. I mean, are, you're talking guys. about, he was the MVP last year. Yeah. Great glove, gold glove for a spaceman. Great for the clubhouse. Yeah. Southern California guy. How he is, fan- right? Yeah. How fantastic would that be if Freddie Freeman ended up with the Padres? Man. Now, I'm trying to think. I mean, he's made deals with the Braves. I don't know... Right? He's saying all the right things, that he wants to finish his career in Atlanta. No, but I'm saying yeah. pods have made. I'm thinking about it from yeah. Preller's standpoint. Yeah. Made deals with Atlanta in the past. Uh, I don't know what the price would be to get Freeman. But, yeah, you got to do something, man. You got to, because it's it's the one glaring need you have. I mean, yeah. for you, you can sit there and ignore the whole Myers thing. It's the glaring need you have at that one position. How many guys, like from this everyday 25 are legitimately on the block right now? Of the active roster, that's a great question. Um, Paddock, right? If you get yeah. anything and they want Paddock, Paddock's going. You would. Which is kind of a drag. Yeah. Because I could see Paddock going somewhere and bouncing back. Not to the point where he's, I'm not going to say he'd be a 20-game winner. Um, I could see Paddock going somewhere else, Dave, and getting a change of scenery, going to the White Sox. Right, going somewhere like that and being a solid 14-game winner. See, nobody expected, at least I, I didn't expect the Padres to do what they're doing exactly this year. I thought they would They would be, I did. I expect them to be where they are right now. But what I mean is when you look at this team, they aren't far from being better than what they are right now. Yeah. Like there's room to grow. Everyone knows starting pitching stinks. Outside of you, Darvish, yeah. there's nobody you trust right now. Right. So you got you, you need starting pitching, okay? Blake hasn't been what you thought. Paddock's been kind of what we did think, unfortunately. But the bullpen's been really the most valuable piece on this team outside of what Tatis gives you with that bat every single night. 
it's it's one of those things for me looking at this Padre team with Clevenger being hurt. I didn't think this was the year. I kept telling you I thought 2022 was the year. Yeah. The Giants, we all think are going to fall eventually. The Giants can't pull this fucking magic trick out forever. Are they going to be the Cubs or are they going to be able to hang on? Right? And that's, gonna- that's what you wonder, right? Could you hit 11-day stretch with the Giants and fall apart like the Cubs did? Or can the Padres, who play the Dodgers better than anyone else, can the Dodgers win the guiding division? Yeah. I mean, the, can the Padres pass those two teams and win this division? Yeah. And getting a, a starting pitcher or two and, and adding a guy like a Rizzo or a Freeman, all of a sudden, why wouldn't they be the favorites to win the National League? Did you see that thing today somebody put out? It was really good. It was like the Padres' uh, IL pitching staff, where it was like Clevenger, Lamette. Right, yeah. Keone Kella, like you Weathers. Start, oh yeah, Weathers, uh, Castillo, yeah. Like all these arms you look at, you go Pomeranz, yeah. Right, you go, holy fuck, yeah. There are all these guys, yeah. Because Snell and Darvish are on the IL too, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was basically just like you said, Weathers, Snell, Darvish, Clevenger, and uh, and then all the guys in the bullpen that are buying. I mean, that's. Pretty big. It is big. And, and a lot of teams are going through it. I mean, I the, it. the Giants aren't going through it, but the Dodgers are going through it, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it is. It's one of those deals where if you're AJ, you're going, what's what's our next move? How much are we willing to deplete the system to get those starting pitchers that we need to make a run this year? And it sounds like Seidler wants to win right now. Yeah. Got to go Which if you're it. a fan, you got to love it. Love it all, man. I, I love it all. We were talking about today uh, – in that chat, you meet Costa and Woods about most hated Padres. Yeah, before it went completely off the rails, and uh, I talked about Chubb Feeney. Yeah, and how many people remember that night at, at Jack Murphy Stadium, where the guy walked by with the sign that said "Scrub Chubb," and Chubb just reached out and flipped him off, <laughs> and they caught it on camera. And then Joan Crock fired him the next day. Yeah. He was the president of the team. And now, like, I look at, at Grubner. Yeah. And you go, Eric's, like, young, got it together, interacting with the fans, like, super cool. Yeah. Good dude. Minneapolis guy, so you know he's got his shit together. <laughs> and uh, what the fuck's that mean? I just love the fact that for us, I think nowadays, if a club president flicks somebody off, we'd go, fuck yeah. We kind of admired a little bit more. Eric's fire down the guy. On, yeah. Eric's down on the field. Yeah, nobody's flicking Pick, Eric off. Everybody loves no. Eric. Taking pictures. Well, I tell you what. Upgrading guys in great seats all, all the time. The time. I saw two pictures. One, it was him down there with that goofball Raul from Fox 5. Yeah. It was funny. Hit everybody down there. And then he was down there with some uh, girl who sang the anthem. Yeah. Holy cow. Did you see her? No, I didn't. Wow. Like it. What about the picture of the miserable Padre fan? No? Didn't Love take that one? guy. It's our guy. And uh, but this anthem singer, I was like, who is that? I'm like, you sly dog, Eric. <laughs> sly dog. You son of a gun. Look at you over there. Welcoming everybody to the yard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go look at his goddamn... Is he on Twitter? Where is He's he? on Twitter. Yeah. Go look at his... Picture, he'd be like, "This son of a bitch is having too much fun every day." I like Eric a lot. He's he's uh, he's a fantastic team president. Padres, I honestly yeah. like to have him. Forget the Minnesota thing, even he's just a good dude. What do you mean by that? I'm just saying that's a plus. Okay, I don't really don't know too many Minnesota guys that are bad dudes. 
that's a plus. Yeah, no, that's true. That that that's it. And no, I'm 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 a fan. I think uh, and he, it's great when he sits and upgrades guys like miserable Padre fan time, and random people. Right? I think it's cool as shit that he does that. Yeah, I gotta find this. Uh, yeah, look at there he is with Camarena, yeah. Pete Seiler. Love that picture. So fun. And then uh, Padre fans. There's a pup hanging out. You know, a bunch of dogs and swag chain. Where the fuck's this picture, Eric? God damn it! Did you hide it? Yeah, these none of them are here. He was somewhere. It's a great picture, but I was like, oh wow. Okay, so I I wrote notes down about this Padre team before right. the season began. I kind of did my own little prediction thing. I put five things down on why they wouldn't win. Okay, tell me if I where I'm right and wrong. Okay, I didn't write these out today. Okay, number one, I put Blake Blake Snell can't pitch more than five innings. Uh, absolutely true. Unfortunately, it's getting to the point where he struggles to even get through five. <laughs> struggles to get through too. No, I mean it. You're right. It, I can't win on the road. It sucks, man. He's great at home. Can't win on the road. Yeah, that's weird too. Can't count on uh, Lamet. Uh, absolutely true. And hey, get him out of here. And will you? We get a couple of. And by the way, where's he? It's so frustrating tuning in at twelve noon and having to suffer through a good show. <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> He's doing drive time this week. Oh, he is? He's doing Tony and Chris's show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah it's Brent- really dumb that the name's called Tony and Chris. When there's a show here in town forever named Tony and Chris. No, it's Gwyn and Chris. Oh, I hear Tony and Chris all the time. He says, I'm in for Tony and Chris. Uh, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do radio? Yeah, but our pal Brandon Tierney, our old yes. boy, was doing, I, I heard it's been great. I heard him. I completely confused me. I just walk around like I just saw a bright light. Here's a, another one. Padres lack veteran bench depth. Yeah. They do. I, it, I don't even think you need to put the veteran part in there. They, they lack bench depth. They do. Uh, the last two on here, I said Padres aren't developing minor league talent to help the team when they need them. Um, I, I disagree with that, but I think right now, because you gutted a bunch of guys, right, to, to get – the pieces that you currently have, I think a lot of those guys um, could possibly be here. So uh, I don't agree with that. What's your other one? The la- now this one's the one I think I missed. I said the Padres can't count on Joe Musgrove. Now he's five and seven, but his ERA is, is showed that he's pitched well. He's two nine three. I would say Padres can't count on Joe Musgrove to be consistent. That's a good call. The thing is, we've seen greatness out of Joe. That's this the way, thing. And you expect it. Once you know he's capable of oh, doing it, you want shit. more of it. Yeah. I mean, you gave up Bednar in that deal, right? Did Lucchese go in that deal? Like, I think Lucchese went to the Mets, ultimately. David Bednar went in that deal, and maybe another minor leaguer. Dude, come on. No, that, trade's that been is, a positive. Joe's 100% a positive. And again, Dave... That's why I look at it, and I go, I don't know. Uh, I saw others start to say, hey, Larry Rothschild, yay, nay. I don't know. I just, I never remember, and I got to be careful on how I say this. I don't remember guys being stunted during the Ballsley time. Yes, you're right. You're right. Now, in fairness to Larry... Ballsley didn't necessarily have what Larry has, right? Younger guys. Oh, easily a lot more talent than than yeah. Ballsley had. Easily. But uh, to me, that's been the biggest challenge. 
I don't know who I can look at on that staff and go, they are significantly better than they've been in the past, and that's thanks to Larry Rothschild. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be shocked if Larry Rothschild's back in 2022. I don't think he should be back tomorrow, and I mean that seriously. You have to have somebody in that. That, to me, that the idea that they're stubborn about that bothers me. Not much bothers me about this team. But the fact that they're stubborn about that and can't look at what happened with Paddock, I don't know on Gore, but to me it, it happened in the time that Larry Rothschild's been the pitching coach. So maybe... Look at when he's with the Yankees. Same argument back. The Yankees said the same thing. Musgrove, I look at what's going on with him. Snell, I look at what's going on with him, right? And you go, there is just something not right about a pretty talented pitching staff Again, whether he has any impact on Gore or not, I don't know. But somebody, and if it's not Larry, then you better figure out somebody that's having a voice in the pitching that is not getting the results. Weathers would be one guy where you look at and you go, yeah, he's pitched pretty well. So if you're going to rip Larry for Paddock and Snell and others, then I, I guess he would deserve credit for Weathers, and I'll give that to him. But man, oh man, that's a huge problem to me. See, I'm always confused about that one. I'll be honest with you about a guy like Weathers, just like we, we say with Tatis. And with Tatis, I just listen to what he says. Mm-hmm. I don't know Fernando Tatis. I've never had a conversation with him. No. But you hear him talk about how he talks to his dad every day about his game. Yeah. You know, Weathers had a dad who was a professional pitcher. I mean, Weathers Got was it. a great player because, you know, he kind of grew up around it and had a dad that can kind of walk him through it. I don't know how much of his dad is. I look at a guy like Sonny Gray who is successful everywhere he's been except with the Yankees, and he 100% goes nuts talking about Larry Rothschild, ruining his career. Wow. You know, he went on with CC Sabathia on his podcast and just killed him. Just yeah. this, this motherfucker killed me. Well, to me, this team fires hitting coaches Yes, every week. They fired 25 hitting coaches that eventually went other places and had success or had had and success won World Series rings. before they got here. And those guys were out, but they've stayed incredibly loyal to either Ballsley during his time here or Rothschild. Yeah. And that, to me, I look at and I go, that doesn't make any sense. No, you're absolutely right. It has. It's happened over and over again. Over and over again, it's happened. It's, uh, it, again, it's it's one of those things as we head into the, the, the second half of the season, the Padres open the second half of the season in Washington. Um, and then you look at the Dodgers, who you're chasing. They open up at Colorado. Colorado plays well at home. Maybe there's a chance to gain some games. The Nationals haven't played well. Lost a lot of guys on the Nationals. Rumors are that they're going to start cleaning house with maybe possibly a guy like Max Scherzer. Padres wow. would love to have Scherzer. Dodgers would love to have Scherzer, especially with this Bauer situation. So it's kind of, you know, it's, there's an arms race right there. The Bauer thing to me is really, really wild and i think somebody said to me the other day what do you what do you think i go man it is so easy to just jump in and shoot your mouth off without knowing anything yeah the the text messages between the friend and different things boy there are a lot of layers to that story a lot of padre girl you know I, I don't know. I wish she didn't bring Tatisa's name into it, the, all that stuff as she well. She said he banged her yeah. like she's never been banged. She literally and said you go, that. God damn, this no. kid's magic. He's magic. And, uh, <laughs> but to me, Dave. Hold on. So, 
guys are so dumb. There are guys that go, man, my name's in this fucking story. Oh, wait a second. I'm the best she's ever had? Yeah. Fantastic. How's that feel, Bauer? One eye? Looks like my one eye closed the deal. Yeah, I said it. That's right. <laughs> but who would have thought that Power and Tatis would be Eskimo brothers? Jesus. Be Look better. at that. Be better. Be better. But, but, but I think we, we come in and you just run your mouth and you pop off. Man, I don't know. I, I really don't know what happened. And you look at it and you go, boy, that is really, really bad. I just don't, I don't know, Dave. I don't know enough about it where you go, I can give you an educated opinion. But I think he's out of baseball for a long forever, time. Maybe forever. How do guys figure out that all those guys from the Dodgers stop following him on Instagram? Let me tell you something. I would have done the same thing if I was one of his teammates. I would have no, done this. I would have saying, how do they figure it out? How do they figure out that they stop following him? Yeah, I, I think you just go through their accounts. I mean, it's not not, not that hard. No, but I'm who. like, how do they know that he they were following him on Monday oh. and now they're not following him on Thursday? I, I, I don't even know. I, um, the Bauer situation is is terrible, you know. And and we we talked a little bit about the show. We try to you and I have both decided kind of pull off on judgment because we weren't there. You know, and, and you know, we want to believe that everybody has their day in court kind of a situation. But it, I sure it, don't want to say anything that would be disrespectful to her. her. Yeah, absolutely. Because just as easily as you can judge him, yes, you can judge her based on things that have come out. And that's not fair to her. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, when Kobe Bryant was in a situation with this uh, a possible rape case, immediately yeah. we all thought, oh, he's done. Yeah. And then it didn't work out that way. At that time, the way you know Kobe got off was his attorney, which I wouldn't have thought at the time, he subpoenaed her text messages, yeah. which saying what her intentions were as, to her friend. I have Kobe Bryant. I'm setting him up. And he, he, he was able to get away. The, the Bauer situation, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. It doesn't look good. I mean, from everything you see, things don't look good. The Dodgers pulled everything. But he's a distraction good. to a Dodger team that's in a battle with two other yeah, teams right now. I, I, I think he was a distraction from day one. I mean, just because he's Trevor Bauer. I mean, he's always never been. Trevor Bauer's never had the reputation of a Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, true. He's always been, you know, a polarizing figure with coming in with his camera all the time and everything that he does. But... If Trevor Bauer never wears a Dodger uniform or a Major League Baseball uniform, he's going to be that guy that's so quickly forgotten. It's just the way it, it, it's going to be for be him, for wild, the Dodgers, right? for the fan base. I think there are a lot of Dodger fans who would be 100% fine if they never see Trevor Bauer again. As a guy who follows the Dodgers, I'd be 100% fine we never see Trevor Bauer again. The Dodgers did the right thing by pulling everything out of the team store. Yeah. They canceled bobblehead night, everything that has to do with Bauer. You can't associate yourself with no. this guy through everything he's going through right now. But, but I wonder for him, Yeah, just playing devil's advocate, if you're him and you feel like, I'm going to be cleared of all this, and now you find out that all these guys that are your teammates have unfollowed you, all the the team has. If I, I'm just saying, yeah. If I'm the player and I truly believe that I'm innocent, I feel like all the guys that are supposed to have my back are running from me. And how does that make him feel? If if they come out, no idea how it's going to work, but it's going to go one of two ways: he either did it or he didn't. And if, and if they determine, hey, there's not enough evidence to say that he did this, yeah, go ahead, welcome back to baseball. How can you go back to that team and, and act like everything's fine? Maybe you don't. Maybe you just go, I'm going back because if I pitch well, 
uh, people will forget. And number yeah. two is the Dodgers owe me $105 million. And if he did do it, he should be locked up for as long as they can lock and, him up. And that could, that and could possibly happen. And send a message and don't do anything just because he's yeah. got a little bit of notoriety, good or bad. Yeah. And when the Dodgers first signed him, there was only one guy on the team he had a previous relationship with. That was Walker Bueller. Wow. Otherwise, he's known for not having friends. He said he didn't have friends his whole life. He said there are two guys in baseball he's close with. Can you imagine with Clevenger, a the like Pods, that? and yeah. and Bueller? That's it. I can't imagine having a life like that. You no, know else is like that. Is Jim Harbaugh's like that? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, even Jim Harbaugh's brother said that because he he's never had friends. Um, then the other story that came out, and, and I don't think we touched on this. We had Stephen A. Smith on our show. Yeah, we have. And he was incredibly funny and incredibly generous with his time. And I watched him the other day, and I go, you got to be out of your fucking mind. Couldn't believe what you're hearing, correct? And I thought Jeff Passan kicked his ass, and kudos to Jeff Passan. Now, Stephen A. comes out and apologizes, make whatever you make of that. Maybe he learned a lesson, maybe he didn't. But, like, that's one where you go, Fuck. Now, I saw people going, hey, if that's Rachel Nichols, she's fired, right? Yeah. Stephen A., I don't know what the hiring firing policies are at ESPN. But I looked at that. I go, Dave, that, I, I get it. It's an opinionated show. He's done a bunch of things. He's freaking awful on MMA. But I know he's an MMA fan. So you go, okay, it's just stupid shit. But what he said about Otani, when Otani has done so much positive for the game this year, and then watching Otani... Take 10,000 hacks in the home run derby. And they were talking about it last night, John Shambi and Chris Singleton on the worst broadcast I've ever heard. And they, I'll, the, the line drive comes back past Max Scherzer. I'll get back to Stephen A. Yeah. in a second. Chris Singleton, boy, that was really close to hitting him in the head. Can you imagine if we had that in an all-star game where Max Scherzer takes a line drive right in the head and you got to carry him out? Boy, that would have been terrible. Like four different times he said... Boy, we were really close. Chris Singleton's terrible. John Shambi's pretty good. Yeah. But, but back to Stephen A. I get that you're trying to be opinionated and difference of opinion. Holy shit, Dave. How do, how do you let that happen? And what somebody said was, there are 12 or 13 people on that show that have an idea what he's going to say, and nobody steps in and goes, dude, we're not doing this today. Yeah, there's a shitload of producers on that show. We, we understand how that one works. So... A couple things. One is, and if you've missed it, basically Stephen A. Smith said he didn't think Otani should be the face of baseball because he needs an interpreter. Yeah. And for me, I look at it just the opposite. I go, it's a global sport. He's a right. perfect face of baseball. And a matter of fact, he what he did this week, how many guys outside of Fernando Tatis would do everything of what he was asked? He participated in the home run derby. He was a starting pitcher. He was a leadoff hitter. He he did everything yes. Major League Baseball could possibly ask of him. A million right. interviews. And then Stephen A. Smith, his opinion was was wrong. You know, but Stephen A. Smith, what he means to ESPN, we, we actually talked about this on the show, that they say there are two guys, according to, to ratings, are Stephen A. Smith moves the needle mm -hmm. for ESPN more than anybody. That's why he's paid almost $13 million a year. And Colin Coward does the same thing for Fox. Not to the extent, but they're only two guys that say in the entire business that move the needle. Rachel Nichols doesn't move the needle. What would you do with her? A couple things bother me about the Rachel Nichols situation. Because if you didn't hear that one too, she was recorded basically saying she's not treated the same way for being white as if she were black. And she called up Maria Taylor and ESPN's decisions. 
it, she didn't say it into a live mic. She was basically recorded in a private conversation. Got it. And that, to me, that's a bullshit move too. Yeah. I mean, that's a big time bullshit move. I, th- I thought whenever you're recorded without your permission, it's against the law. Yeah. And so, um, I'm not defending Rachel Nichols, whatever her perception is. I'm not saying she's right or she's wrong. I'm just saying I think it was bullshit the way that came out. But she said it, and unfortunately, I mean, you and I say all the time, you've taught me from day one, every mic's a life mic. Whether you turn that off button or not, you know, hey. Talk to Tom Brenneman. Yeah, exactly right. Tom Brenneman, Dave, I thought about this this morning. You know, he was probably on his way to the Hall of Fame. His dad is a Hall of Famer. You're absolutely right. He's in Cincinnati. Yep. He had done national work. Yep. He had been the voice of the Cubs. He was the first voice of the Diamondbacks. And he now goes back to Cincinnati where he's the lead voice. He's liked by everybody across the country. Absolutely. And he makes a comment that absolutely not only impacted his life, his wife's life, his father's life, his kid's life. In in the neighborhood where he grew up. Yeah. Forever. Forever. In Cincinnati. Yep. Was probably heading to the Hall of Fame, but uh, outside of that, six-figure contract, probably made between Fox and MLB, or I'm sorry, and the Reds, probably close to half a million, I would think, 400,000. Probably pretty close to... Yeah, maybe more than that. Yeah. I mean, he's doing national football games and everything. Yeah. And I'm sure was the guy that gave speeches in the community. Wouldn't shock me if he... Of course. Did the rubber chicken circuit? Same thing. But Tom lost his job immediately. Now, you can go, well, yeah, because what Tom said was horrible, and he'd be the first guy to tell you. For me, this is the thing that bothered me. I understand if Rachel Nichols is upset, and I understand your your feeling. I I look at people on that network, Dave, and, and the way that network has changed over the last 25 years, there were so many people... 25 years ago that were just dynamic faces that you watched. And and Berman was a guy. Bob Lee was a guy. Tom Meese, right? Yeah. Robin Roberts comes in. Stuart Scott comes in. All these different people. Kenny Maine, right, comes in. Uh, of course, Dan and, and Oberman. Don't forget about big... Bill Polito. Bill Pito. <laughs> I forgot about him. Right? Yeah. Bill Polito was great. Remember, I just remember 1992 where that denim shirt. Yeah. Dude. And then you look at other guys. You're like, why was Chris Myers on there? Awful. But Roy Dude, Chris Myers. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Terrible, right? Yes. And then, uh, like, the women that were part of that. Gail Gardner. Remember yeah. Gail Gardner back in the day? And, and Andrea Kramer did her thing. All of these different people we looked at. Hockey had their faces. Baseball it was John Miller and Joe Morgan. Gary Thorne doing hockey, all these different things, right? College basketball, Dick Vitale. We knew them all. Yeah. Right now on ESPN, to me, I tune in and there's so few personalities. There are so few people that I look at today and go, they could have fit right in with that group 25 years ago. In my mind, Maria Taylor's one of them. To me, she jumps off the screen and you're like, whoa. I agree. Dynamic outstanding who is she i want to know more about her beautiful smart talented and you go really really good and what bothered me was that rachel nichols called her out if rachel has a problem with what's going on then say hey i have a problem with the way i've been treated and others i didn't like when she called up because i'm sorry 
Rachel Nichols, to me, is a very forgettable face at ESPN. I look at her and go, there have been a 1,000 Rachel Nichols. You don't, you don't do the same. You left to go to CNN. That show did nothing. You came back. Serviceable. Nothing wrong with you. She does a fine job. I think she got, she said what she said because she could see the writing on the wall. They're phasing her out. And Maria Taylor is the one that's going to replace. You just said it. Maria Taylor jumps off the screen. Dave, she's an absolute star. And, and I get it. Contract negotiations going on, right? Ariel Helwani, MMA guy just left. Kenny Main just got cut. Others yeah. have been cut. But I'm sorry, man. You look at it and you go, Maria checks all the boxes. She's young. She's dynamic. She's super talented. She doesn't look like everybody else on there. And she's fucking great. Where you go, man, that kid's a star. And, and I, I hated that you call out anybody. If she calls out Stephen A for making too much money, well, he's the highest paid guy. You call out Berman, you call out anybody else, right? I get it. But you go, man, to me, cheap shot in Maria Taylor feels like your cheap shot in low-hanging fruit. And I didn't like that at all. And that's the but thing. Again, she didn't say it into a live mic. I she got said it, it like in a private room. No, I got it. You know, I, 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 I felt like she just, look, a lot of people feel a certain way about different things. I mean. I got it. That's why that's where I give her a pass because if that's her perception and it's in a private conversation, then know that somebody recorded you. That's a different story than saying it your opinion live to everyone to hear. This is my opinion, and it's going to come off really bad. But Dave, she didn't know what she was saying was going to go out there. But look at the guys. I'll give you a perfect example of of guys where you go, yes, this qualifies, and no, this doesn't. This is why Rachel Nichols, respectfully, your argument doesn't fly with me. I'll tell you okay. what. I'll tell you what. I've said a lot of shit about people in this business that I wouldn't want them to hear. I don't. I disagree with that. There were five guys from the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, that were in uh, no Arizona Coyotes. Excuse me. They were in an Uber. Remember this two years ago? They were in an Uber, and the Uber guy goes, "Oh, what are you guys doing?" They they go, "We're with the Arizona Coyotes." They start talking during this conversation in the car about how horseshit their power play is. And they call out Marty Raymond, uh, the assistant coach, by name. The Uber guy is recording them and releases it on YouTube. And it has severely impacted the careers of these guys. Yeah. That whole thing. That, to me, is when I look at and go, you're in a car. And this guy turns a camera on and turns that loose. If Rachel Nichols is in an Uber and she's talking to whoever, it doesn't matter. And she says whatever she says about Maria Taylor, I still find it incredibly unfortunate, but it is what it is. She sat on a set. You and I have sat on sets. There are microphones right there. Of course. We understand she's been in this game long enough to know that I better be, you cannot relax on that set. This right in front of you is a microphone and there's somebody in a dark room back there that can hear what I'm saying. Yes. Even though I'm not Even on Even though the, the red light's not on, right. it's still been recorded. So be smarter than that. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry for whatever you're upset with going on in your career because I do think you've done a serviceable job. Um, I don't know that I'd put you in the top five or ten talents over she there. She wakes way more than a million dollars too. Yeah. She was paid very, very well. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate Rachel Nichols on the air. She's fine. But I, I don't know that I would tune in. But when you watch 
Maria on game day or wherever else she's been. You go, man, she just commands, has a commanding presence. She, she does well. So go back to Stephen A. Smith. If it was somebody else, are they let go? 100%. It's I, not his first strike. Stephen yeah. A. Smith literally dropped the N-word on TV. Yeah. And, and it kept his job. So now, if I'm Rachel Nichols, there would be a part of me going, hang on. Yeah, I made a huge mistake. I said something about a coworker. Uh, I should have known better that every mic's a live mic and that it could come back to haunt me. But he was on first take and made this comment about yes. Shohei Otani. On the highest rated show ESPN has. Right. Arguably top three dynamic players in the game with Fernando Tatis and fill in the blank with yes. anybody you want to put right in number three. Right now he's the biggest star in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he and Tatis, I would, I would say, are... are and, they and are, Otani. but right now, Otani is doing because something. We've heard he stories of Babe Ruth. It's crazy. Yes. And, and we're talking 100 years since. And electrifying. Yes. And and just an amazing personality. Global talent, absolutely. Global talent, right. And I thought what Jeff Passan said was... I didn't hear Jeff Passan. Jeff Passan said, this is the kind of guy you should be talking about every day on this show, on this network, because of what he did. He left his family... And he left everything behind to come here and chase the American dream. Yeah. He's everything that this network and this show should love about this game. Killed him. And, and it was he, great. And he doesn't make, and look, Otani makes a lot of money for the United States. $2 million a year, right? That's what he makes. Yeah, like two or three right yeah. now. I mean, in reality, Otani's worth $50 million a year. Gotta be. You know? Yeah. And he just go, especially with what the Angels have gone through and Mike Trout not playing and Rendon not playing. Otani is a showstopper. I try to buy, I'm going to Anaheim this weekend. I have to coach up in Orange County. I try to get tickets for the Angels this weekend. I can't. Sold out. Because he's pitching? And so he, he's playing. I mean, Saturday night, sold out. And so yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. Look at the Angels. You know, yeah. it, we, you know, before it'd be like, hey, I want to see Trout. I want to see Rendon. I want to see Otani. Yeah. The three guys. And when Pools was there, you want to see yep. a future Hall of Famer. But like this guy is the shit, yeah. you know? He, he's something else. See Dylan Bundy. He's I'm not going to go see Andrew Haney or Dylan Bundy. That's not where I'm going. But the, but again, I, I couldn't get tickets, and so he he's a, he's a great story. It, you and I both picked Otani and Tatis on the last show to win MVPs in both leagues. It's incredible they're 100 miles apart. Yeah, you know they play 100 miles Love apart from each other. Love they're them. just they're just fantastic stories. Um, I, I never call for anybody to get fired. We talk about guys that we like or just like. We always say the rule on the show. If we say their name on the show, no matter what we say, we like them. If, oh, you, yeah. don't, if you don't hear their for name the on the show, part. that means, guess what? We don't care that much for them. For the most part. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty open on. on pretty I candid mean, about. Yeah, so all the jokes about whether it's Contera or something oh, else. Love Jeff loves them. It's Absolutely. Not, it's not, he wouldn't do it if he no, hated John. 100%. Yeah. John is just the absolute salt of the earth, and he has put up with my bullshit for 20 years. Yeah. And he is, yeah, he's extended family to us. And Dave, today I had the most fun uh, text exchange for a half hour with Craig Elston. Oh, cool. Because Craig reached out and he goes, hey, man, I wanted to let you know that the Sockers have been doing a really fun thing on social media. And I think that's Craig running the Sockers social account. For me personally, I love it. As they've been going back and looking at uh, different championships yeah. from, the, from the 10. And he reached out to me today and he goes, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know I'm going through an old, I think it's 1986. Craig, I'm sorry if I'm letting the cat out of the hat. I'm only doing it to promote what you're doing, not trying to do a spoiler. 
And he said, I'm, I'm putting together a little video package for the team that won it in 86. And he said, I found an interview that Chuck Fritch did with Ron Newman. And he said, it brought me to your Facebook where you, you know, talked about Chuck. And he said, uh, it just made me think of you. And he goes, I know your love for the soccers, which is 100% true. And, uh, and he goes, I know how much Chuck meant to you. And he goes, I just wanted to let you know, keep an eye on this. So we were just... You know, we were texting back and forth and, and talking about old guys. Dude, we tease Elston on this time. Elston, to me, is probably... Elston's one of my favorite guys in San Diego, and here's why. Okay. I can't think of a guy who has worked harder, kept grinding to do anything to find the right role for him. He yeah. has reinvented himself a dozen times and has been great, I feel like, in each role that he's done. And has always been a guy that just goes, ah, oh, yeah, not woe is me, always sense of humor. And, uh, and dude, I just, I dig that so much because you and I have been lucky to go, our path, I believe, for whatever reason, has been a little smoother than Craig's. And I feel like Craig's an extremely talented guy in this town, and he's a really, really good dude. And whether it's crossing streams, whether it was going from the soccers to the gulls, back to the soccers, when he did political talk on Kogo or on 1360, I thought he was fucking great doing that. I always dug when he did his Saturday 1090 show because he would put guys on like Marty Lurie and uh, the guy, um, fuck, the guy who got in trouble from the uh, Jonah... Remember Jonah, the dude we had on? Jonah was great baseball writer. Yeah. But Craig found all these different voices that you weren't hearing 10 times a week, right? He didn't just settle to go Kevin Acey or Dennis Lynn. He went and found different guys to, to talk about the game. And you go, fuck, man, that's really good. And so, yeah, that's a dude I just have an appreciation for. I think you feel the same way, Dave. He grinds. Yeah, I do. He busts balls, but he's really just, in his soul, a really, really good dude, man. And so, yeah. But, so that's the thing. Oh, trust me. If we have an axe to grind with a guy, we just come right here and say, oh, fuck that guy. Done a thousand times. Thousand times. Thousand times. Uh, I mean, I said it. I love Nick Hardwick as a guy. That fucking segment's the absolute worst. Nick, tell me about when you made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck, dude? <laughs> if you're Dave, if if Nick is here for a barbecue, what at what point do you ask him? Tell me about when you made the Pro Bowl. Never, never. I'm not asking that question. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, dude? He's the nicest guy going. You know that segment? Nick has an opinion on everything. He did a show. Nick's a sports fan. Talk to him about anything going on in sports, right? Oh, my God. First question to Nick. Do you feel responsible for Judd moving to Chicago? Yeah. When you quit, Costa ran him right out of town. Nick, I want to ask you about the Stephen A. Smith story because you have a unique, a unique perspective. You said loyal to the soil, and then you fucking change your mind two weeks later. Reaction? <laughs> Nick, the Rachel Nichols story is interesting to me. I'd like your perspective. She said something, not knowing she was being recorded, 
You said loyal to the soil knowing you were being recorded. Reaction? <laughs> Nick, what was it like? Tell me what was in the gift basket you brought to the Spanos family. <laughs> it is the craziest shit of all time. Dude, I... Uh, he kicks fun- Sandiga right in the nuts, and I'm the most hated guy in this fucking town. Are you dude, serious? Dude, the funniest thing, though, is the people that talk shit about Nick, he would beat the fuck out of you. He would. You know what, Hardwick? You suck as shit. I'm like, go say that to his face. You know where he is? Comes out of that building every day. He will tie you in a he fucking will. knot. Put you in a sleep world with those green arms. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's so I'm pretty sure Nick got over it pretty quick. And then he the, sure he did. And, and then this town. That's why we're Mayberry by the beach. You know what? Hardwick sucks. And I tell you what. Oh, he'll do commercials for my pool company? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. He'll do commercials for my sandwich shop? Let's get him the script. Well, you have, uh, you have John Schaefer. Who? Rich Hornberger, uh, Nick's backup, pass. <laughs> Ernie Martinez, Darren, Jimmy Russell. I do like that Russell kid. Yeah, you drive around. If I'm Darren, I'm like, this fucking guy's yeah. doing every... If He's I'm taking Hartman, all my ad-libs. What happened? Yeah, if you're Hartman, absolutely right. Poor Fletch. <laughs> fucking guy fucked up his mustache having a rough... Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. That's the funniest fucking thing. Because uh, I fucked up shaving and I shaved like half my mustache. And he goes, I think Fletch's road, I think I'm going to roll with it. I don't know that guy, but he does. Wait, do you shave half of it off? Or yeah. Is, oh, my God. I say if he looks like Hitler, dude, you got to go all the way off, dude. You can't no, sit there and wear that. that. Nobody can go with the Hitler one. Remember but, when Jordan went with the Hitler mustache in that Haynes commercial? Nobody said a word. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's like, dude, you guys realize Jordan's wearing a Hitler mustache? I saw nothing. <laughs> But I just, I, I just look at Hardwick, and again, one of the nicest guys in San Diego, but said, I'm with you. We're going to lead the charge. Wait, I'm going to lose that job shit. That's exactly what happened. Right. And he was just like, ah, fuck it. This town, they forgive me for everything. He was He's, 100% he, he right. He was 100% right. He played it fine. Oh Good my on God. you, Nick. Oh, my God. It's so damn funny. Damn. That's hilarious. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Look, right now is the time to sell your home because you're going to get the most for it. The most important thing is who's the one representing you? Who's going to get you the most for that home right now? If you're one of those people that notice there are homes for sale and they're sitting there, you got the wrong guy. Brian Curry is your guy. Most importantly, what are you going to do after you sell that home? Do you want to stay in San Diego? Do you want to get moving to another property? Brian Curry will make sure that you find the right neighborhood that's right for you. If you're looking to sell your home, get the most for it and go to another state. Hey, he's going to get the most value for that house so you can go to another state and basically capitalize. Call Brian Curry. Ask him the questions that you know are on the top of your mind right now. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, Dave, right now with the market doing so much, uh, man, oh, man, right? You need help. You need help whether you're buying. You need help whether you're selling. And the person that can help you is Brian Curry because there are so many different questions that people look at and they go, I don't know the answer to it. Well, guess what Brian does? And there are so many great neighborhoods. I think we all get freaked out by the headlines. But I think if you give Brian a call and say, listen, this is where I want to be. This is what my budget is. 
Yeah, you may not get Crown Manor in Coronado, but I bet Brian can help you find a house that's right for you and right for your family. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. TaylorMade Pools, that's who you need to talk to when it comes to putting that pool in your backyard. So many people have listened to us and called Alan Taylor, figured out that, hey, guess what? I'm going to make that backyard a staycation. The pandemic opened up people's eyes on what they could possibly do in their backyard. So many people have made the smart move by making that call to Alan Taylor, building the pool of their dreams. 619-449-4452. That's what you need to do. You need to call Alan Taylor, and you could be like one of those people as well, living the dream right in your own backyard. 619-449-4452. Yeah, man, it feels like every day it's starting to get a little bit more hot, and it's starting to get a little bit more humid. And on those days that we started the show with talking about being in traffic or taking a long time to get home, man, you sit out at night, you want to grill, you want to have a beer. And then how cool would it be to relax in your brand new tailor-made pool? You can get it done. So many of your friends have made that decision. So many of your neighbors have made that decision. You should be the next one to make that decision. Take a look at that 3D technology, figure out the exact pool for you in the background uh, or in your backyard, excuse me. And man, oh man, next thing you know, friends and family are going to be hanging out. You're going to love it because you got that gorgeous new tailor-made pool. Absolutely. Dan Williams, you need to talk to Dan when it comes to your finances. What are you doing with your finances right now? I'm sure most of you have a question thinking things aren't as good as they should have been. I've been screwing this up for years. Many of you have. Many of you get in trouble right in college when you start getting those credit cards where the interest rates are through the roof and you can never catch up. Dan Williams is the one to help lead you in the right direction. Let's get out of debt. If you don't own a home, let's get your first home as well. Also, don't forget about your Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday on YouTube. Dan puts a video up every single week. You can check that out as well. But call Dan. Get situated right. 858-688-6813-858-688-6813. Website is sandiegolending.us. And on the website, a new link because uh, Dan, as we know, is always out riding his bike and once again is raising money for charity. The link is there on his website, again, sandiegolending.us. You know, I joked about this the other day, and I, I hated it because I was just goofing around. We are going through a refinance right yeah. now. I, I cannot say this enough. The the ease in which Dan and his team are making this process right now for my ex and myself, it absolutely is outstanding, Dave. Sometimes, anytime you're doing anything finance, I went through it with buying a car. I remember when uh, we bought our house, you guys know you've all been through it. When you're making these big financial decisions, man, it can be so stressful. And if you don't have the right people on your side, it can just magnify. We're dealing with it right now. Dan and his team have been absolutely outstanding. I know you feel the same way, but I just wanted to say thanks. I was goofing around the other day and I was like, oh, I don't want any of you to take it the wrong way because it really has. It's been so insanely easy and part of it is because I was able to get my, my finances in order. Uh, borrow smart, repay smart's the way to go. Take that and then be off and running. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to that brand new website or fixing the website you currently have. Look, if your website's not making money, not bringing the traffic you need, you need to fix it. Kyle Flukers, the guy you need to talk to right away. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Uh, speaking of Dan Williams, he said Kyle came in and overran. Uh, did an Overhauled. O- overhauled is exactly what I was trying to say. Uh, for Dan's website, Dan said, hey, Uh, use me as an endorsement. I absolutely love what Kyle and his team did. We know it because he did the same for us. He did the same for the Jake's Project site. 
then he can do the same for you. Absolutely makes a huge difference when uh, you are trying to do e-commerce. You need to have a site that is customer friendly. If it's not, if your customers have to go through too many steps to get it done, guess what? They're going to find somebody else. Don't let that happen. Give Kyle a call. Let him know we sent you. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We only have three of them today. We're going to okay. start off with former president Gerald Ford. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Gerald Ford. I'm going to say he would have been 97. 108 today. Shit. Uh. Fourteen million. Seven million dollars. I thought it would be a little bit more too. Thought it'd be a little bit more as well. I believe his son lived in maybe still does. Yeah, lives in in Encinitas Del Mar, right? Great dude was on the board uh, for the twenty second agriculture. Cool as shit. Really, really good dude. Yeah. Connor McGregor. Oh shit, I should know this. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty one. Thirty three. Thirty three. Oh fuck. Let's think about money. They're saying he made a shitload. It, it's got to be $400 million. It says $140 million. No way. Way more, more than, than that? that. Way more than that. They uh, said he, he might have made close to 100 the other night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because they crushed it. One point, I think I saw somewhere somewhere between 1.2 and 2 million buys, $60 a pop, right? Wow. It all goes to ES, you know, it's ESPN. So it's the deal. It's not like you're dealing with the UFC's deal. They no longer have to split money with Dish Network and DirecTV, Cox Cable, and anybody else. It's just them and ESPN, and ESPN gets a portion of it. The rest goes to ESPN or uh, UFC, excuse me, and then to Connor. Yeah, Poirier is going to clear a couple million, and Connor is going to make a ton from wow. what I saw today. All right, last one. Jane Lynch. You know who Jane Lynch is? Jane Lynch is funny as shit. She is funny. She is, God, in 40-year-old version. Dude, I was just watching that last week. Dude, she, she is great. Okay. My, my favorite role she had was in the movie The Hammer with Adam Carolla. And she's barely in the movie, but she, but Adam Carolla is a carpenter yeah. who's going in there to Home Depot to buy you know, whatever. Yeah. And she starts correcting him. You know, she plays a, a, a lesbian who's with a, a smoking hot girl. Yeah. And Adam Carolla's trying to act like a tough guy, like he knows what he's talking about. And she's better at it than he Dude. is, remember? And then yeah. he's like, you know, I play softball on Thursday nights. She's like, all-American, Arizona State. Like, no matter what he said, fucking didn't work. She, she just upped him on everything. It was fantastic. We always talk about people, could you drive with this person in Vegas? Dude, I think Jane Lynch would have you. Now, do you think she... I think she's hilarious. I think she is, too. I don't too. think she, she would wear me out. No, that's what I was going to say. Like, do you think she's naturally funny or is it because she's reading lines that are funny? I think she's naturally funny. They wouldn't stick her in. Because everyone that puts her in movies is naturally funny. I agree. I think if we're on that Yuma bus trip. Yeah. Right? Or the Peoria bus trip. And Jane Lynch is on there. I think, dude, we're rolling. (laughs) I think that bus trip goes, don't you think? I agree. I think between her and Mitchell and promotions, those would have been our two MVPs. Yeah, I think she's funny as shit. Uh, I'm going to say she's 57. 61. 61, and I'll say she hosts that show. I'll say uh, say $13 million. $16 million. Good for her. Not too bad. No. All right, when you're on an airplane, yes. do you consider yourself a talker? Uh, no, not at all. Absolutely not. So if someone is next to you, you won't start a conversation? What if they talk to you first? Will you talk to them yeah. back? Okay. Yeah, no, I try to be... I try to be a respectful roommate. 
So what that means is I try to get everything I can. Um, first, I check a bag. I'm going I'm to spend the money. I'm going to check a bag because there's nothing more obnoxious than the guy who shows up, uh, man or woman, yeah, that has the 20 by 20 roll-on thing, and, and it's got five different things to it, right? What are you doing? You living on the plane? <laughs> Fucking four hours of Chicago. What are you doing? Fuck off. So to me, I'm like, all right, what do I need to get through? So yeah. my backpack, I have a pretty good backpack, and it, it fits under my seat. In case that middle seat, I don't want you to feel you're already fucked being in the middle seat. I don't want you to have to worry about your feet because my huge carry-ons invading your space. And then it's uh, usually a book, ring magazine, and my tablet to watch movies. But recently, like Delta and a couple others, they give you free movies. So that's just my headphones or earbuds. Um, But no, if the person next to you is is cool and just bullshit, yeah, I'll talk to them. Okay, just curious to know. How about you? I I will, almost the same thing. um, If someone wants to talk, I'll talk. I did have a flight to Dallas last year where the girl was a train wreck. I mean, she was, I mean, admitted, straight out admitted to me she was addicted to meth. Oh, shit. Her ki- she's going to Dallas, but her kids live in Houston, hasn't uh, seen yeah, them. I- Not going to make the trip to Houston to see them, but she's going to go get drunk for three nights in Dallas. And I was like, what a mess. But she told me she just loved, can't get enough meth. Well, and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Fuck. She would not stop for three hours. And we both had the masks on because it was during COVID. I can't yeah. You ever done meth? Have I ever what? Have you ever done meth? You ever had You ever had You ever get high? Oh my God. You what? It was like that. She was sitting in the middle seat. I was sitting on the aisle seat. And then Josh was on the other aisle seat next to me. Yeah. And I look over at Josh and he does the gas can on top of his head and then lights the match. <laughs> like, dude, you are fucked. Are you a window guy or an aisle guy? Um, it's funny, man. I prefer the window more than the, yeah. more than the aisle. Because if I fall asleep, I like to lean against the, yeah. like to lean against the window. Most well, guys they, I know like the aisle. They, they come through with that cart. Yeah, bang They're, the fuck into that elbow. Fuck, that ankle's been broken there, Arthur. Why don't you calm down a little bit? <laughs> All right, so here you go. I'm asking this question because my wife was on a plane yesterday, and this happened to her. Okay. If you're sitting next to someone famous on an airplane, would you try and strike up a conversation? Uh, no. Yeah, she was, she was next to somebody famous yesterday. Who? The TV show This Is Us. Yeah. That you, that you watch it. It's the guy named Toby. He's the one married to the heavy oh, girl. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she loves the show. Like, she has never missed an episode of the show. And she texts me right away. I'm sitting next to Toby. No and shit. And she happened, she never flies first class, but she happened to be in first class. And she um, she goes, I'm dying to talk to this guy. But, you know, she has a million things she wants to yeah. ask him. But he had no time. He's just checking emails and, and didn't look up one time. And then flew from, it was from Nashville to Dallas, Dallas to San Diego. Okay. And nothing, there's no conversation. But, uh, she she didn't want to interrupt him, but if he started talking to her, she was she was dying to. But good did, for her. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. She didn't get a chance to ask uh, any questions. The only time that we ever had that. Okay, I could, Kay Parker sitting next to you. Start oh, the conversation. Yes. I'm doing whatever I can to get her right hand on my left knee. <laughs> oh, I think oh left cramping nut. up. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Ah. Oh, thank you. You are outstanding. Were you in the band? What band would I ask her if she was in? 
Are you Louise Mandrell? <laughs> Wasn't that Barbara Mandrell's yeah, dark-haired that's right. sister? Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, that might work, right? Yeah, I like it. Who was the blonde sister? I that can't was remember. As you just said that, I she can't remember that hot one. Too. She was hundred percent. I'm talking to Kate Parker. Oh my gosh, that's now. So do funny. I acknowledge that I know that it's Kate Parker? Why not? Fuck it. You know why not? We got it. Lisa sent me a thing and said, "Hey, yeah. when am I coming back on this show? She's got book two coming out. Dude, it's certainly any time. Yeah, send, well, fuck. She goes. To, she's up at four in the morning, New no York shit. time. We could stay here late. I gotta ask her, like, because she said that to us. I think on the show or off the air that it's funny for her when people recognize her because some people like smile and then realize, oh shit, I'm not supposed to know it's her. Yeah. And then it's like the whole thing that I, she's the one she's got great stories on that. We'll, we'll ask her about funny things. Like, listen, there's people that are just obnoxious. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, but she tells funny stories about people that recognize her. How crazy is it? Okay, I think of this all the time. Like, when you just talk about, like, crazy moments in your life where you yeah. go, what the fuck? And I smile about this all the time. How crazy is it that you and I and her were at Broken Yoke in East Lake having breakfast? And she was funny as shit. Well, she was great. But there are people around going, what the hell? Like, people recognize her, and she's just sitting there eating breakfast with us. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I, it was it was I so wonder strange. how many people because she went in like you know she's a little twerp yeah she's yeah she's only five two yeah little shrimp and then uh but she comes in see that's the thing about her right I've said this like people like buddies ask about her all the time and you go all right look if I'm bored I'll just be like it is what it is right she is because she doesn't give a shit enough people know her I didn't care. But if people are like, dude, what's she like? I go, it's really crazy how grounded she is, yeah. how funny she is. And just like for us, Dave, I and I feel like you watch her interactions with other friends from radio shows around yeah. the country, how engaged she is. Like it's funny as right. shit. When I put the picture of me with Garv and she likes it, yeah. that to me strikes me so funny because I know it ruins you. So I had a text her. <laughs> But I'll have pictures up of uh, of Jack and Kate are doing whatever, and it's like it's so funny. She likes it. You go, she's got so much shit going on in her day. Yes. You go, yeah, she's great. So yeah, she's coming back on. Well, that's going to be one thing I'm going to try to remember to ask her is people recognizing her. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, when people recognize her, and it's funny because I'm pretty good. Like my ex will tell my kids, like your dad's really good. At not only knowing a face, but knowing who it is. Like yeah. putting A and B together. Like that's... Yeah, Josh is like that. Best I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you go and you go, yeah, that's, you know, this person or that person, pick them out, right? And that's the crazy thing, Dave, is like, when you showed me the picture, I swear, I figured she was like a real housewife. Yeah. I mean, and she... Well, she, she, yeah, I mean, she kind of looks that way. You aren't wrong on that. No, she's beautiful. Yeah. She had glasses on, right? The whole yeah, thing. Yeah, she did. Um, it's not like some of those pictures she has out by her pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another travel question for you. What's the best trip you've ever taken? Oh, uh, it's it's um, it's a hundred percent Toronto. Good. It's a hundred percent Toronto. It, it's it. Yeah, that day, that Tuesday, 
uh, where I spent the morning at the Hall of Fame and just, it was just great, man. I mean, obviously anything you're able to do with your kids, but um, no, and, and, and Joe knows that. I tell her all the time. I'm like, that was, that was insanely cool. Yeah. And if she gets a chance to get out here, you go, because we're competitive. Like, all right, well. Now, now it's gonna, on. Yeah, now it's on. And she fucking gets pissed because we got tickets. You're going to La Brea Tar Pits? Yeah, I'm going to take her there, take her to Pink's. Uh, like, just think of all the places where you wouldn't go, right? Who's, like, take her to Boomers? <laughs> you know what, though? It's funny. I joke about Boomers. I probably would take her there. Because oh, I kick her ass in miniature golf. Yeah. Then I beat her in go-karts. Because it's so competitive. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Boomers may actually end up on there. Um, yeah, where would you Where would you not take? That's a really funny thing. Where would you not take somebody in, in San, San Diego? Diego? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's fucking funny, man. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. What would stand out of saying where you wouldn't take it? There's a lot but, of things to do in San Diego that are so great. I never think of it the other way. But we started the morning at uh, this market. It's like an old school farmer's market. And they do this thing. It's like, a, they call it like a, uh, fuck. She hears of something fucking dead. Like a, some sandwich. It's like Canadian bacon and it's breaded. Do they call it Canadian bacon or just bacon? No. Fuck, don't do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, dude, it's so good. We're in this, like, really, it feels like an old school, like, train station that's yeah. made into a market, like a farmer's market. So that was really good. And like I said, we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, we go to the Twins-Blue Jays game. We're at Rogers Center. She gets the seats, like, 20 rows behind on plate. Like, really good seats. But it's the... Uh, Phillies Sixers game going on a mile west of us and that Jurassic Park's going on. Yeah. It's about the fifth inning. It's twins and blue jays. Nobody gives a fuck, right? I'm like, hey, you want to go down to uh uh Jurassic Park and check it out? She's like, Yeah, okay. So now if she's like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, we're going to the Padre game. Oh wow. They playing five tonight or are they playing nine? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> she's like Hey, nothing better than getting great seats to a game. No, we're going to hang out for five fucking innings. Could have got $9 seats no set up shit. at the top of right field. But fuck it. That's fine. We got to stand outside in the rain. So I guess we wanted and watch a game on TV. Uh, but it was just a, it was just a blast, man. It's cool. For you, what's your favorite trip? Oh, I was the one in New York. The one I did with uh, oh, Josh right. Rada, where we just, we literally walked like 16 miles a day. But it, was, it didn't feel like you were walking because you're seeing so much stuff that you knew. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, just the one day alone walking across the Brooklyn Bridge and then coming back and going to Ground Zero to go into the Empire State Building at 1145 at night and closing Dude, it down man. and with no line. It was uh, it was awesome. Getting pizza at 2.30 in the morning, you know. crack you up that, that, that there are people that hate that city? You know what, I'll be honest with you. If there's you, people that hate L.A. too. Well, I understand that. Um, but if you hate New York, there's something wrong with you. I mean, I mean the, the, your brain isn't just prepared. I understand you couldn't live there because it's it's a crazy pace. Yeah. But to say that you hate it to visit, there's so much to see. Everywhere you look, you recognize something. Unbelievable. I mean, it was, the, we went at a, and if you're ever going to go, I recommend people going in September. We went not too hot, not too yeah. cold. Um, it was, it was awesome. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to go great. back. I literally have a goddamn JetBlue card just so I can take a direct flight yeah. to New York. 
that that's it. Like I can't wait to go back. If, if you're, I would say, my advice would be, if it's your first time, st- stay in the slow lane, stay close to the buildings. Yeah, because people have places to be. Oh, they'll run you over like a wave of people. Yeah, and yeah. especially if you're looking and you want to take pictures and you want to see what Dave just said. Empire State Building and and the garden and all those different things, yeah. Take take pictures all day. Just stay the fuck out of the way. Yeah, that was, people that was are awesome. moving. But loved it. But you have to do. New York is the one place like San Diego. There's a cool book that just came out. It's baseball road trips, and they tell you where to go and all these different things to do in every city, right? Yeah. And I'm sure for San Diego, we could think of a million different tourist things, and you go. Yeah, you don't really have to do that. You you don't have to go this particular place. And I won't name them. I don't mean to disrespect anybody. But we all know that there are tourist traps in town. You go, fuck that. Go here, right? Go here. Go there. Go hang out. You're going to have fun. Um, New York is the one to me where, Dave, I think you're right, where you go, dude, you have to go to the Empire State Building and go up to the top. Yeah. And if you can go up at 1145, when you are walking the different streets that are a grid, Get a fucking slice, man, and get a slice, and who gives a fuck what they're charging? Just get it. Dude, absolutely. I buy the hot dogs out of the cart. I do you everything do that. Everything that you think go in New York I try and do. Go Peter Luger's and get a steak. I did the I did the tour of Saturday Night Live. To yes, go on the set of, of SNL was cool as shit. Yeah, the NBC tour. Uh, yeah. You got SNL. I got to see where they did the Rosie show. Because how long <laughs> it goes. Jimmy been Fallon there. and uh, SNL. It was yeah. great. And and all that shit. Do all, that's the one where you go, yeah, man, that might be the one. San Francisco, some of that shit like Alcatraz is really fun. But but New York City is the one where I go, yeah, just do all the tourist shit because you're going to love all of it. I agree with you 100%. Last one on here. Have you ever hooked up with a girl on a plane? I have not. Me neither. I don't even know where to. Your guys getting hand jobs in their blankets or in the bathroom. The bathrooms are so goddamn small. I don't know anybody does anything in a bathroom. The, no, the closest thing that I had was Vegas. When Vegas for a fight, <coughs> and there used to be like down the strip, <coughs> if you come out of uh, Imperial Palace and go to the right, everything now has been built up. It's all these $100 million hotels, right? But people, if you remember Vegas in the 80s, you would come out of uh, Imperial Palace and take a right, and then before you got to whatever, the Sands, There'd be like a couple of little smaller little places. And there was like a little red casino. Everything was like fire engine red. And I met a girl in there. We were just playing, sitting at the bar, playing video poker, dropping quarters in, drinking, and just bullshitting with this girl. Fuck, we found like three different places around that casino in like 12 hours. So fun. (laughs) She was great. I probably thought I was going to marry her. Never saw her again. Never but, saw her again. But that's like the, that's the only thing. Uh, no, I, I don't even know anybody. Yeah, I think almost people are lying. I don't. I just don't even believe it. People say that they hooked up on an airplane. I just don't buy it. Right. I got an FU of the day that was called in. Oh, let me hear it. It's an FU to your son, Jack. It's from Josh. It says your son has followed and unfollowed him six times <laughs> on social media. He goes to pick a lane. Why does he keep following and unfollowing me? I don't like that either. Yeah. I'm going to call him out for that. Call Josh him out. Is, Josh just, is a friend. Josh said to me, he goes, 
dude, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong, but this kid keeps <laughs> following me and unfollowing me six times now on JP25 Media. That is so weird. Yeah. I will have that address. <laughs> I appreciate it's not, it. It's not often where you go, hey, you are not cussing at my son. No. Josh's family to me, that will absolutely be addressed. Uh, I'm curious to know, too. What's wrong? What is it Jack wrong? or Kate? It's Jack. Jack's doing it. Because Kate started like nine different Instagram accounts. Did he really? I don't know what the fuck those two guys are doing. <laughs> what are they doing over there? Who knows? Uh, but, all right, we're out. Uh, we're back, we back? On mon- back on Monday. It's up Monday? to you. Monday. We, this is a long show. Hour 45 minutes. Oh, shit. All right, we'll get the hell out of here. Yeah, it might be Sunday. might be Monday, depending. What day are you going to L.A.? Uh, Friday, coming back Sunday. Oh, okay, yeah. Then we'll see you back here on Monday. All right, good deal. We'll be back.